I am now on Kofi.com, which is a platform that is completely free um, for myself as a podcaster to accept donations, basically. So very, very small donations, as if you were buying me a drink. Um, I think you can donate £4 or you can make up your own donations. Obviously, this takes quite a lot of time, quite a lot of effort, and I love doing it. But sometimes you need a little bit of a financial... uh, what's the word, like a crutch, I suppose. Um, I'm not expecting to make millions and millions of pounds from this, but it would be really awesome if someone could um, sort of help me along the way, I suppose. Obviously, all the money that I earn from this podcast, I put straight back into the podcast, or I actually buy stuff from my sponsors. Um, So yeah, if you fancy that, then it's ko-fi.com. So ko com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. And only donate if you can donate. Only donate what you can and if you can. I can't express that enough. Um, don't try to give me too much and then ruin yourself financially. That's not what this is about. This is just about me keeping the, uh, the steam in the uh, machine, as I suppose. Yeah, enough waffling. Here's the episode. Archie Soul Male Grooming. My main sponsor for Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I have been with Archie Soul since I think April last year, and it's been such a good experience for me to go a bit back and forth with Mark. Um, give him some ideas he gives me some ideas for the podcast in return and it's a really nice relationship that I have with him I'm very very grateful to um, get loads and loads of free samples from him and help grow his uh, company at the same time so it's a nice little natural thing that we're doing I've got some notes here, two seconds so Archie Soul Men was created to bring some of the finest men's grooming products from around the world to the men of the UK. Not male models, not Instagram filters, just the everyday bloke. We do not sell ordinary, we sell outstanding products made by craftsmen who care, and these products really do work. Products that will make you feel great at work and at play clean and fresh with every use so archiesoul.com is their website free shipping orders over 25 pounds get free shipping no quibble 30 days return guaranteed all dispatch from the uk and an array of excellent five-star customer reviews on their website for you to have a look at if you want us based products archiesoul does the rest right here from the uk let them do the heavy lifting for you Code BEDLAM2022 will get you 20% off your total order, except for leather bags and razors. Some of the products include Duke Cannon, Anthony, Walton Wood Farm, Ace High, Darwin's Grooming. Just absolutely incredible products, incredible companies. Just check them out. They're incredible, like I say. (laughs) I've said it three times. Beard oil, shower gel deodorant, wallets, beard combs, notepads, leather bags, anything you want for all the males out there to feel a little bit more special. 
No plastic, no problem, just a cardboard box for the goodies and environmentally friendly packaging for all of the safe transit. The shipping, like I've mentioned before, is incredible. I order stuff on Tuesday and I get it on Thursday. You can't ask for more than that, really. Uh, their website is on Shopify, so it's got all the latest payment options available. So yeah, look good, feel great. Archie Soul Male Grooming. Right, enjoy the episode and see you later. Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I am well and truly burning the candle at both ends at the moment. I am now on my second podcast recording this week and it's Thursday. And some people might think, fucking hell, Ben, all you do is moan. That's true. Anyway, um, tonight I have a very special guest. I have Ash Frith, and I wanted to say Ash Firth for comedy reasons, but I just can't bring myself to do it. So how's it going, Ash? You all right? It's going well. Yeah, you should uh, do it. It's fine. I'm used to it by now. People do it all the time, and it's, you know, it's done me all right. Yeah. I'm getting that name wrong. Love it. Yeah, very common. There we go. So we've got comedian, Twitch streamer, Pranks and Firth podcast, and slight youtuber now and then and obviously you help out with digitizer you help out you know you know ashens all that sort of stuff anatomical bomb shout out um ed the penguin i think you might know him i i know of him i don't know him though but uh yeah again it's a weird little insular group Mm. of people that everyone knows everyone in that yeah 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 got ed the penguin on in june so i'll uh tell me said hello it's so organized like Mate, the listeners should know that this schedule organized it's about f- four look at that it just doesn't fucking stop me <laughs> but it's good this is your second one i wish i mean we never get ahead in our podcast we're like oh, yeah. imagine if we could just record ahead yeah uh, even the patreon ones which aren't sort of topical yeah like we like oh we could we could just get together and record 20 and we never do <laughs> this is probably the most mental sentence i'll say tonight but from november I'm going to stop booking guests and I'm just going to take life as it comes. And if someone mental emails me, then I can just get them on rather than do you mind waiting six months? They're like, nah, mate, fuck this. I'll just go to someone else. (laughs) So yeah. Maybe just reduce the amount, the distance at which you book Mm. people. Well, I mean, it's very efficient, but it does give people that wiggle room to then get Mm. something and cancel. That's the problem. You feel like you secured it, but yeah, like people, I feel like the longer they've got something booked in, the more likely they are to go. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. And then you get cancellations and then, you know, anyway, so first things first, how did you meet Justin Panks? My comedy partner. Yes. Um, Well, we used to go to a gig. He's from Norwich. I'm from Southend. And we used to go to this absolutely excellent open mic gig. Like we're talking 10 years ago, but he started about 11 or 12 years ago. I started 10 years ago. Um, this gig called Bad Cat in Cambridge. And uh, it was absolutely exceptional. It's run by Jason Stamp. He now runs comedy clubs all over called um, Big Deal Comedy. They're always brilliant, brilliant nights. But back then it was an open mic type thing. And what they used to do is they had this pub in Cambridge and they would have anyone can turn up. So you could literally have 20 acts and everyone's name went into a hat and then so you never knew when you were on 
there'd be packed, the audience would be packed, would be packed with acts, and then he would just pull names out of the hat, just pull names, and then you'd go get the next person, get the next person, get the next person. And I, you have all levels, like you can imagine open mic, I don't know if you've ever gone and watched open mic, but it is like, you can have someone who's the worst comedian you've ever seen, and you can have people who are going to make it, you know, there's people that did that gig that are now TV acts. And um, it was just Panks was one of them. He was just there and I was there and he was good. And um, we got talking. He's a, he's quite a difficult character to, yeah. to, to um, what's the word, to just have a chat with because it's yeah. quite intimidating. Mm. But we hit it off. We just hit it off. And um, mm. yeah, then I was going to do a podcast about seven years ago. And I just said to him, uh, do you want to do it? And he went, yep. And we did. And we talk okay. now three times a week, two, three times a week. Yeah. And we speak every day. We're It's like having a proper girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been going steady ever since. There's a mate that I've met a couple of years back that I used to work with. And he, I think if him and Panks got together in a room, the world would end. Oh, really? Like, they are like so similar to each other that he just goes off on one and I'm kind of trying to rein him back in and be like, look, mate, it's not just you. The government hates everyone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, see, and, Panks, you know, the beauty of Panks is he, um, he can invent a conspiracy theory mm. um, off the top of his head. He doesn't believe them as such. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't necessarily hold these opinions, but he's brilliant at articulating and creating yeah. stories as he goes. Mm. And I honestly see it. And like you're saying there, I don't think reining him in is, is the right way. Yeah. It's true. Just like, like giving the, you know, when you've got a dog and it's on one of those extendable leads, you know, yeah. run off a little bit, but then yeah. sometimes you have to release the trigger and let, and stop them and then <laughs> yeah. come back a little bit and then let them go again that's how i see it that's how yeah. i see it and you can get some real beauty i'm basically uh an admin for our podcast <laughs> and he comes up with the gold and i'm just there yeah. helping him find it he's like a little snuffling you know yeah. those pigs that snuffle for truffles truffles yeah it. yeah yeah love it brilliant sort of the, the pig truffle awesome keeper. so yeah so i've been listening to your podcast for about a year and a half like i just said to you um thank you <laughs> um your episode agree to argue like <laughs> i can't not mention that because it's well there's you have a to point remember, as i said to yeah you, i don't remember anything so you're gonna have to explain to me what it was there's a point where i think a riot breaks out between you two and you start like proper flinging shit at each other and then really? you kind of de-escalate it and then you just start talking about covid <laughs> for about 30 minutes <laughs> and um there's a mention of something in that episode ash called the piss shudder oh yes the piss shudder yeah what the fuck is that <laughs> so you don't suffer no i don't know so what you're turns about. Out one in ten people when they piss have a shudder okay like you just go Ugh. like you know that expression someone's walked over your grave yeah 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 so it's that, but when you piss, but only one in 10 people have it. So I have it and yeah. I've always assumed everyone had it because I All had right. it. And yeah. then I was taking a piss with my wife in the toilet behind me because that's what happens when you have children. You don't yeah. get any time to yourself. And she, I did it and she went, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what do you mean? That's the shudder. Do you not have the shudder? And she's like, no. And then uh, the next day uh, my daughter was there and she was doing a wee 
obviously sit down and she did a little shudder and i went she does the shudder so you the odd one out my wife and then i said to my 14 year old son i was like do you do it he's like no so then i looked it up and yeah it's one in 10 people have it fair enough and other people just have no idea it exists when i, I talk about it on stage now and you just yeah. you literally see an audience going what are you talking about and then a couple of people going yeah and no one knows no one knows that it's just them that's the beauty of it it's a weird thing but hidden truth it's, I love not, it. it's not a pleasant thing and it can no. be very dangerous if you're tired and you, you could spray all over the place if you haven't got yeah. full control there we go yeah. this could be like a psa for all the people out there exactly there could be, be an awareness campaign sense. yeah yeah definitely so many one in ten but then this happened to me the other day because i heard richard herring talking about another thing about a thing called aphantasia um which is the inability to visualize anything and I've suffered for that for my entire life, the complete inability to see pictures in your imagination. And I always thought I was just a terrible person because I can't imagine my mum's face or my kid's face or any of that, anything. And I always thought, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do that to make me a bad person? And then he explained this thing. I was like, oh, my God, that's I've been suffering that my whole life. Yeah. So it's weird. People have to be talking about stuff for you to have any clue that exists. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you just think it's you just think you're mental yeah there's a mention as well i think it is in agree to argue it might be in another episode but um there's a mention of justin i don't know if this was justin or if it was one of his mates they stole a fruit machine from a pub now that <laughs> is fucking insane like yeah. i'm all up for a traffic cone i'm all up for a couple of pint glasses but to steal a fixture from the pub <laughs> but you must wake up in the morning and be like why the fuck is that here well but, yeah. i think it is key until... to point out that he was he was a heavy drinker until yeah very recently and he's completely quit um and yeah he's got a lot of stories like that but yeah just that thing of like well what are we gonna do with this like you know what i mean like do you take it back do you like someone is losing a lot of money over a fruit machine disappearing yeah that's insane isn't it yeah that is mental like, we, took, we took a bar stool i remember we took a bar stool once and being like oh my god i can't believe we got away with a bar stool <laughs> but yeah he stole a fruity there we go incredible so I, I usually listen to your podcast when I'm out jogging and I'm not afraid to admit when I heard that I actually had to stop because I thought <laughs> I was having a cardiac arrest because I was laughing so hard. Um, there's no better, yeah. uh, there's no better compliment than that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so life as a comedian, hmm. how do you handle hecklers? Well, it's a real, uh, it's a good question um, because everyone does it in a different way. But I, I think it's key to point out that a heckler now, it's not as common as you think uh, yeah. someone would, would do it. And often it will be, uh, rather than some sort of insult, it will be a comment. So it can, I do a lot of emceeing, a lot of hosting. So, for example, the other day I was midway through a bit and then someone said something like, um, I can't even remember how it started, but he said something. I was like, what was that? And he said, well, you don't look like. I can't remember, like, for example, you don't look like a comedian. Right. I don't think that's what it was. And I was like, well, what do I look like? And he said, oh, you look like James Corden if he was a plumber. And I was like, well, that's the best 
thing I've ever heard. Like that is amazing. So that you would say is a heckle. Like he, it wasn't part of the show. He said it. And then later on, but then, so then he was a scaffolder. I got talking to him. I'd take that opportunity. If he's prepared to talk, then I'm prepared to talk to him. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I feel with these guys. If you're shouting out, then I will give you enough rope to either hang yourself or yeah. I will milk you for all the good. Because if a heckler gets a laugh or someone in the audience gets a laugh and you're mm. on stage, that's your laugh. Yeah. I know that seems a weird thing to say, but mm. the audience, if they're laughing, they're not thinking, oh, we really did laugh, but it was the guy in the third row yeah. that got us laughing. They're just yeah. like, we had a great night. Who was on stage? Yeah, yeah. So um he was a he was a um he was a scaffolder and I said, Oh, what's the tallest building you've ever done scaffolding on? And he said, Madame Two Swords. And I said, Oh, well, that's how you know about celebrity looky likes then. And the audience didn't respond, they didn't laugh. And I was mm. like, no, that's surely that's good. Like mm. it just so happened he did a celebrity lookalike, and yeah. he'd worked at Madame Two Swords. And I was like, so it can go badly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. being clever, but it's not. But ultimately, what I do is I tend to because some people just destroy them. You know, be mm. horrible. Mm. I love to talk to them or say, "What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean by that?" If they say something, it's really funny sometimes. Just go to them, what? What does that mean? Yeah. get them to break it down because when you what you have to realize when you're a com- in a comedy audience is the guy on stage is is sober he's trained or she they they're yeah. trained they're sober and their adrenaline is pumping mm. you are drunk you're sitting down your adrenaline <clears throat> isn't pumping and you are not trained so <clears throat> yeah. nine times out of ten if you're taking on a comic even at, even the shittest comic yeah. They're going to have the tools in their arsenal mm. to do something with it. Yeah. So I like to, if someone's brave enough to say something, I'm I'm more than happy to come and talk to them yeah. and deal with it. And nine times out of ten, I will win. Whatever winning is, yeah. I will win. Yeah, um, I think that's how I approach people. I don't get heckled. Yeah. It'd be a bit weird at the office to be, your shit, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? It is yeah. weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. It's a weird confidence to have to go, mm. I'm gonna shout out at this guy. Yeah. But then I love to do a thing where I will often say, like the one of the biggest laughs you can get from it, a thing that I do is I say, Look, you've tried heckling there and it hasn't worked. Mm. So let me give you a hint. It's gotta be quick. That's most important. It's got to be quick. What you yeah. say has got to be quick. Yeah. It's got to make sense. That's really, that's secondary importance to quickness, but it is important that it does make sense. And third, it's, I've got to understand it. Like I've got, yes. you've got to make it clear. And then they will try again and heckle. And one of those things they will mess up. Like it'll just yeah. be a blur. I'll just say, that was quick. Well done. Uh, it made sense, but like it was just a noise coming out of your mouth or whatever. Yeah. Or it didn't make any sense. What you said there didn't make any sense. Mm. Or you weren't quick enough. It was too late. And that's quite a nice way to deal with it. Like literally give them the rules and they will break the rules every time. You know what I mean? It's got, yep. it's got to be funny. So quick, make sense, be funny. Yeah. So you can go, that was funny. It did make sense, but it wasn't fast enough. You're too slow. And you yeah. can do that. And then you've won. You'll win every time. Yeah, just analysing it alone helps. If you really break it down, and I think it's funny, and they get destroyed, it's a way of destroying them because you just go, no, mate, it's not working. You keep trying to heckle, but it's not working. And yeah, yeah. it's always fair enough. Nice. Just two more questions on comedy. We might segue back into this at some point in the future, but one of my biggest downfalls is public speaking. Mm. I 
I'm quite a confident extroverted individual and I will talk to anyone that's willing to talk like yourself. Um, how do you approach public speaking enough to get on stage and potentially perform and bomb? Um, because the, uh, it's difficult to explain, but from 11 years old, it was a thing that was growing in me to force me to do it. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to be center of attention, but mm. also that like, I am not, I do not want to be center of attention out, outside of a comedy gig. I do not want to be, I want to be out in the corner. I don't, you know, it's fine for people to talk to me. I don't mean that, but I mean, I just, I don't want that. But if I'm in a little group of my mates or doing a gig, I want you to hear the thing I've got to say. And I think there's a thing that goes in a comedian's brain that is this like, constantly on the beat of everything someone's saying is that funny can i say something funny and i used to have this thing where it was like the words were waiting to fall out of my mouth and i had to grip words back mm. in mm. so then to get the opportunity to go on stage and just go i'm just going to say these things it's a weird this really weird arrogance to being a comedian because you have to be super likable because even if you're a comedian that is an arsehole on stage you've got to be likable you've got to be approachable and they've got a, you know you know they, they don't people who people don't like comedians that people don't like won't do very well yeah um so there's this weird arrogance that you've got to go i'm the funniest person in this room but i'm also going to be likable and nice so i'm going to walk up on this stage in front of 300 people but it's it's mad to think i'm going to go up on this stage but i'm not sure whether i'm going to be funny so it's a really weird thing. Like if you if someone come up to you and went, I'm the funniest person in this room, you'd go, well, you're arrogant prick. Yeah. But if you don't think that, you've got no right in getting up on stage. Yeah, fair so enough. It's a really weird, it's a really weird situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, but for me, I used to get nervous very early on. I got nervous. I got, like, I still never not wanted to do it. But I used to, before I went on, I used to go, I hate this bit. I hate this bit. The second before you go on, that five seconds, you're waiting in the wings to go on. I hated it. And then um, my heart rate would go, would rise. And then so I genuinely did some, um, sounds a bit wanky, but some meditation stuff just to lower my heart rate. Like there was a couple of little tiny tricks that I would do before every gig in those in that minute before I went on to lower my heart rate. And then from that moment, I don't have to do that anymore. I have no nerves. I have no fear. I have no concern. No matter the gig, I've done gigs in front of, I think like I did the Reading Hexagon and that was 1800 people. And that is no different to 10 people in a pub. It makes no difference. That's interesting. And that is just, it is just about, I am going out there and I'm going to talk. I'm going to say this thing. Mm. we'll see how it goes now when i MC, i don't do material a lot of time if it's a good gig i won't do any material at all it'll just be talking to the yeah. audience mm. and once you've started doing that there is no point having nerves because mm. if you can walk out on that stage up the creek in greenwich is a bear pit 300 people very rowdy lots lot, often drunk if you can walk out there with that without a piece of material to talk about and just go i'm going to step you i imagine you're stepping into this void this dark void and yeah. uh, if you can do that, you can do anything, genuinely, yeah. in terms of comedy. You can go anywhere and talk. So. Yeah. Do you think it starts small, like you perform to your family? Or you, like a lot of comedians, when, they, like when I ask them, how did you know you want to be a comedian? They'll say, I used to 
like at christenings and at like new year's eve things <laughs> i used to juggle and i used to be a clown and i'd get a laugh and i think if you can do that at a low level especially your family your family can be fucking brutal um yeah, you can yeah, yeah. scale it up to you know wembley arena for example someone like lee evans <laughs> yeah. do you reckon that's that's the key is starting oh, small for lots of people you hear that story don't they oh from a kid he was a natural performer but yeah that wasn't the case for me like that wasn't the case i just had this thing inside me that i wanted to do it um i don't want to perform in that situation at all it's almost the opposite of that yeah like when people say like i'm not like i hear about some comedians they're like they're on the dance floor you know they're the guys who are like putting their ties on their heads taking their trousers off and dancing at the wedding that i'm the opposite yeah. of that i don't i'm not very social at all i've never been social my friend even my best friends would be like oh why don't you ever want to do anything why don't you you know mm. not being anti-social well i guess it is anti-social so i didn't have that at all i'm the opposite of that i want you to leave me alone not yeah you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it's only now that I'm getting to the point where after a gig, I always found it really difficult. I, I always wanted to put my head down, walk out the gig, get in my car and go home. Yeah. And then people sort of said to me the importance of not doing that and seeing the people you've made laugh and have them come up to you and go, oh, that was great. I enjoyed that. And you go and thank yeah. you very much. That was great. And have a conversation. But I my thing was always I want to go on, do that. That's for me. It was like mm-hmm. it was for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for anyone else. And I need to adjust that slightly. I still need to adjust it slightly. Mm. But it can be. I think it's a very, it can be various things. It can be that you're a natural performer generally, or it can be that you have this thing you need to get out. Yeah. And no, that's, fair enough. that's it for me. Yeah, I think it's important to get feedback. So, um, you know, if you're on tour, for example, um, everyone yeah. talks about like getting that perfect hour, don't they? Everyone talks about that holy grail, you know, Netflix special or something like that. And, Frankie Boyle, for example, he'll just go to his local pub and just fresh out a load of material and he'll know what's good and what's shit just from that local. It's the only way. It's the yeah. only way. We've got a gig in South End at the Alex in it's a pub in South End. It's run mm. by a guy called Ross McGrain. And it's a great room. You can go down there with five minutes written on a scrap of paper and it will you could try it and it'll fly or die, basically. Yeah. But I mean you get a good idea of if something's got legs as soon mm. as you think of it but then it's developing it the best way to write for me is to say it over and over and over and just yeah. when you're on stage and you've got adrenaline little nuggets cling together and uh so you have a little tiny bullet point of an idea and you go on stage and adrenaline is a hell of a drug and it will uh it will make you make your brain work and it will, yeah yeah that's how you develop stuff totally yeah yeah that's it fight or flight instinct kicks in i imagine sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah do it, it definitely does well that's the beauty of it it's harnessing that it's like yeah. you know mm. that is what it's there for you harness it it's almost fight instead of flight it's fight but fighting being i'm gonna talk yeah fight with words yeah 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 fair enough fair enough um so who are your top three favorite comedians um well the the sadly departed Norm Macdonald, the Canadian American comic who died last year, was my absolute favourite. He was incredible. I loved him. I loved everything about him. And uh, yeah, he died last year. He had cancer that he kept secret for years. Mm. Uh, but I love him. I recommend anyone go and watch Norm Macdonald. But I think it's a you do. It's difficult to. You shouldn't have to say prefix things. But it's like 
he's different. He's different from yeah. the stuff you see because I don't really a lot of stuff on TV. I've got friends that you know do TV, love it, Apollo and stuff like that, but mm. it's not like that. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, I've always, I always love Frank Skinner because he's so quick. I like his earlier stuff. Mm. You know when he was. You know, when there was that lad culture, I didn't like lad culture, but he was sort of, he seemed to be chucked into that, but he was so clever and so fast, probably the fastest comedian I've ever seen, Frank Skinner, and mm. so funny. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, other than Justin Panks, of course, <laughs> who's in there as well, I think he's exceptional, uh, but Tapeface, who is a friend of mine, and I think is the most perfect and pure comedy performer I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if you're aware of Takeface, but is he local to you? No, he's a New Zealand act. All right. He now lives in Las Vegas, and I heartily recommend you and any of your viewers, listeners, uh, go and check him out. He's world famous, but he's he doesn't talk. He's got gaffer tape over his mouth, right. and he um, he performs um, mini scenes. And I just okay. I've supported him on tour. I've done tech for him. I've been all over Europe with him, and yeah. um, he is just pure, pure comedy, genuinely okay. in a way that I can't describe. Yeah, I'm writing yeah, it and down Justin now. Panks. And I know it's wanky to say, but Justin, I think, mm. um, is the best. He was the best on the open mic circuit when I started. Um, he is one of the best comedians. I have ever gigged with and he's one of the best comedians I can see and I know he's my friend I know he's my comedy partner mm. but if it was a different time um, he would be super famous mm. he should be anyway but he would be massive he would be massive but there is you know he's he's doing what he's doing I think he's happy doing yeah. what he's doing but if he was if it was if he'd started 10 years earlier he'd probably be a household name now I yeah imagine. yeah just on Justin do you meet up regularly with him or is it just through the podcast uh, yeah well we did obviously covid took took a massive uh, chunk of that out but yeah we gig together fairly regularly um just because that's what happens but uh yeah we did we did we we'd get together a lot but yeah over the last couple of years obviously it was impossible but we have i mean a couple of weeks ago he was here but yeah it's, it's yeah. a strange thing now isn't it because you can be like i speak to him every single day mm. and we podcast we do two podcasts a week yeah uh, one regular one one for patron and we do video stuff and it is strange that you can go oh i haven't actually seen like over i probably saw him twice mm. during lockdown when we were allowed to see people yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird for like two years i probably saw him twice but i yeah. spoke to him every day it's strange mm. yeah no that makes sense yeah nice um, let's give your Patreon a shout out because I think it's worth every penny. I'm planning to <laughs> to back you at some point or to donate to your Kofi or something like that. So Ash and Justin, um, thanks and for podcast. Um, you've got a few tiers, haven't you? And some of yeah, them actually so, involve you getting someone on as a guest, which is quite cool. And... Yeah, that's been really good. We've got a couple we've still got to do yeah. actually. Um, so yeah, we do. It's a real fine balance because we're aware that sort of, you know, no one necessarily knows who we are, but we've been building, we've been doing it for years and we've got a really nice group of followers, mm. a really nice little, and you know, there's a discord that comes with it and the people chat on there sometimes, but we aren't involved in the discord. We go on there and chat, but it's not us running it. 
So right. if, you, if there's things on there that anyway, yeah. there's this good little group of people. And lots of them are Ashens fans and Digitizer fans and Cheap Show fans. You know, you'll see this real, you'll see the same names coming up, which is brilliant. And they're so interactive and so generous and so creative as fans. And so, yeah, for we were, it's a difficult balance. So we were giving one podcast a month for like a dollar. We were giving yeah. them an extra podcast. And then we started doing two podcasts a week for free. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make that second podcast patron then they can have four or five podcasts extra a week rather than that one so we've just started doing that and i think that's a good balance yeah like so they get the regular podcast then a patron podcast for a dollar which is about 78p or something yeah yeah and that's working out really well that seems to make so much more sense mm. but we do a video every month like a, a video podcast um which people seem to like yeah and then yeah like you say for like 12 quid or 25 quid i don't know what it is but mm it's uh people can be on the podcast and that goes like the funny thing about that is it will literally just be whatever happens because there's no script or plan yeah. or ploy it will just be like so we had a young guy on called sam who um yeah he yeah. wants to, he's just started doing stand-up yeah and we talked to him and he was asking advice and we talked and talked and talked and then people were like oh you just talked over poor sam he's not poor sam he deserved it yeah but then it was like no that's what it was that's what he wanted yeah. And then other people come on and they bring like loads of questions or they've got loads of opinions. Mm. So it's a really nice way. I know it's, I, I think me and Justin are both, we both struggle a little bit with our own worth. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? It's very difficult to go to someone. Oh, do you want to pay for this thing that we do? Yeah. It's really hard because mm. there is a value to it and it is time and there is a value on my time. Yeah. You've got to put yeah. value on your time. Yeah, it's also very difficult to go. I know you do Kofi, don't you? It's difficult to yeah, go, yeah. oh, I do this. Mm. So do you want to help? Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've massively struggled with asking for money in any capacity of my entire life. So when people yeah, do, yeah, I'm yeah. like, <gasps> but I also don't yeah, want to just so. spaff it on Monster. Do you know what I mean? Or <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I want it to go to something, which is why I've said if people donate to Kofi, it will help with the gear to record this. Well, that's, that's what we have done. That's yeah. genuinely what we've done. We've got you know i've got a brilliant mic in front of me i've got a stream deck i've got a light i've got yep. the i'm in a i'm in a room that is for streaming and podcasting there's soundproofing mm -hmm. on the walls there's soundproofing on the doors that's all come from patreon money nice like you know bits and pieces here and there and you know that's that's what it's for and it used to be like the one dollar a month as we would say put a beer in our hands but yeah i don't really drink and justin's completely stopped so yeah it's not that anymore we've changed it to yeah. yeah the um the guest episode with sam is that sam the king 25 from twitch it is it yeah is. he's he's loving it isn't he shout out to sam yeah good old sam he's a good lad he's uh he's just trying his his uh what's the word trying his arm at stand up i don't know what the expression is and yeah, uh yeah, yeah he's uh he's just starting out it's it's difficult trying his hand trying mm, his hand that's it it's it's difficult because when you start, you've no idea how to write, you've no idea who you are on stage or what your yeah. persona is going to be or what you want to talk about. Uh, and he's doing well. I've seen a few of his videos. He's getting better with each one. Nice. So, yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah, he's always on your Twitch stream, so I occasionally pop in now and then, and I host you when I can and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I think I was... people silence him. Yeah, I think I was there for your first <laughs> subscriber because you were oh, just were you? playing Hollybridge. Yeah. you've got some plans of that haven't you did you want to um i don't know yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. announce them or not but 
Oh, I can definitely. It's Let's just taking it. a long time. Let's um, do it. So, Paper Holly Bridge at the moment, and I'm building up a uh, following on there. But I've got this thing, and I don't know if you've seen Barshans, uh, much of Barshans, but I yeah. did a thing on there which was, um, I've done it on stage, this random movie generator. So, I took the top 100 films from IMDb and I split them into their individual words. And then I put them into this randomizer and then bring up two words and that's the film. And then we talk about that film as if it's a real film. Yeah. So, for example, the first one I ever did on stage, it was at Richard Sandling's Perfect Movie, which is a brilliant comedy night. And my first one, I got the ass from Kick-Ass and the blood from First Blood. So the first one I ever did was Ass Blood. And I was on stage, I was like, well, this is the winning format if I'm getting ass blood as the first thing. Um, and so then I wanted to do that. I thought that's a good thing. I've done it on stage. It always works well. And then a guy I know is a software developer. And he was like, I could build you a piece of software to get that. You could just do it. You could do it on stream. You press a button. It all does this. So then I've come up with some other things to add to it. But since I've had those ideas, the guy has had a baby at the same time as me yep. and then been ill with COVID. And so we're on the verge of it all being done. Like literally I've, for the last two weeks, it's been like, can we get a meeting? Can we get a meeting? Can we get a meeting to talk it through, to have it looking good? I want to do it and it look good. You know, I watch other people's yeah. streams. I go, oh, wow, they look professional. They look great. Yeah. I want it to look good. But it's just going to be that. I'm going to get a guest on, however often it is. And we're going to invent some films and we're going to talk about these made up films. And that's it. what it's going to be. And I think it's going to be great. I really do think it's great. It's always been great. Every time I did it with Ashton yeah. and, and Barry mm. uh, on Barshans before. And it's just great. Yeah, yeah. It? It's good in a way that you've like set Twitch up pre that because it's enabled you to get all the niggles and all of the. Well, I don't know, you about know all, of them. all the kinks and like i've seen you develop quite a lot since you started twitch like you didn't even have like a starting streaming in five minutes you would just well, go live me, yeah yeah <laughs> and um you know there'd be times where you'd be like what the fuck is going on with twitch and i'm <laughs> having to like <laughs> try and be like your technical support guy whilst you're streaming like right well, click still... the task bar i remember yeah. you doing that you like yeah. you pinned your task bar out yeah 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 that's it um, but yeah. i'm still like that and like sometimes i'll zoom in on my face when i'm playing polybridge and then i'll start playing again and people just go all we can see is your face yeah but i think that's endearing I yeah i want to see that yeah yeah gives you a bit I of a human mm. yeah human quality the incredible streams with Ashens, the uh, mm. for about a year or so now we've been um it's got to be longer than a year i've been living in this house a year so it must be a year and a half we've been streaming the argos catalog me and Ashens, <laughs> for about a year and a half we're on a sears catalog have you seen those you have i haven't seen those i thought you'd been in one of them so for a year and a half every month me and Ashens have been going through a either an argos catalog from the 80s or yeah. a C we're on the sears catalog 1986 at the moment and we do it page by page. It's like three hours a stream. A thousand people are watching us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just turn each page, digitally turn the page, digitally turn the page. We talk about what's on there. And I'll a thousand people out. watch. I'll have to check that out. I mean, I've not seen watch that. Watch it yeah. live. Don't go back. Don't You don't need to catch up. It's not like a box that you need it's to It's in the past up. for a reason. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But And it's so successful that we're talking about doing it 
as a touring show. Like, genuinely, we're talking about going to theatres and touring the catalogue show. We're talking about doing it at, like, Comic-Cons and things like that. People yeah. love it. It's oh, brilliant. yeah. My dad, when I tell my dad, he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, we review a catalogue. He's like, there's no way to make a living. But turns out. There we go. Prove him wrong. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love Ashens. Just um, the fact that I managed to record with him so early on into this is just yeah. Feels a bit weird to be honest. Um, yeah, it's really nice that he emailed me and we set it up so quickly because he's like, so genuine and he's so honest yeah. and um, brilliant, incredibly funny, incredibly nice, incredibly giving. Yeah, you know, I I can't thank him enough. Like I say, a lot of my audience, a lot of pranks and Firth audience is is because of him and they're the same people and mm. there's this great community a supportive community and um yeah i love it i think it's great i really yeah. do it's awesome yeah nice so anatomical bomb he was on mm. he he does something called a top 10 doesn't he he does yeah i've done it yeah. so you went on that and what was your chosen subject uh so the idea is you do the most boring thing possible like yeah. that is what you were told beforehand it's got to be as dull as possible and my top 10 list was lists that was it so I did yeah, yeah 10 favorite lists yeah uh, which i thought was very meta yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember you saying you like the idea of breaking something so you wanted to try and break yeah, the yeah. format yeah that was it i maybe remember that's that. true maybe that's true but yeah, yeah. i think hey uh, anatomical bomb dan again it's this pure heart of comedy and i love it so much when i see people who have got that um that it's a weird vibe it's a, like an aura that comes off of them where yeah. what they're doing is so natural and pure and from the heart mm. biffo's mm. got it mm. gannon and eli have got it ashens has got it yeah like i say tape face I love it so much. Uh, these, there's these guys who are in a sketch comedy group that I uh, work with a lot called, um, they're called Unmistakable Scent of Leopard is their name. And when I watch them perform, I've never, never laugh like it. You know, they'd yeah. be in my favourite comedians as well, their yeah. group. But this thing of just like, mm. they're just going, look, we're having fun. Like yeah. regardless people will come yeah if you in comedy if you do what you want to do yeah. you will find your audience if you stick to your guns mm. and i love it when people do that they're just like i'm doing this thing like imagine that we're going to do uh, a show which is the 10 most the most boring list you can possibly come up with we're going to do it for yeah. two hours or an hour yeah. or whatever and then you get hundreds of people watching yeah because it's not it doesn't matter what you're doing it matters yeah. what you what what you are or yeah. what you are doing rather than the yeah you know it's the person behind it. it that's that's yeah, the totally. first and foremost thing if that person's entertaining they could review windscreen wipers it doesn't matter exactly no. that it's yeah the same as I get stand you. Up. like you, you can talk about anything in stand-up the yeah. one of the best bits of live stand-up i've ever seen was uh rob beckett talking about making squash yeah i noticed that i remember wanting to stop because i couldn't breathe yeah and it's like I'll have to chat if, out. You, if you come up with the idea of oh i'm just going to do this bit about making squash you mm. just go no it's rubbish what a stupid yeah. idea but it's the way you deliver it it's the way you are yeah nice so off the back of the anatomical bomb episode i want to ask you ash friff what your favorite kitchen utensil is lovely question lovely question 
Um, I like the is it a spaghetti spoon? You know, the, yeah. it's like a a deep spoon with um like yeah. fingers almost mm. and a hole in the middle. I use yeah. that for a lot more than spaghetti though. I use mm. it. Yeah, I use that for stirring stuff. I'll get. I use it. I'm vegan. I'll use it to flip vegan bacon over. Yeah. Yeah, it's that thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a spoon with fingers. Spoon with fingers. There we go. What's That's your, your answer. What's your favorite. Spatula. Oh, I like yeah. a good spatula. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes silicon, uh, stuff. I like mm. that. Like with the silicon stuff. I like you can almost mm. get everything clean before you uh, finish cooking, so you barely mm. have to wash up. Yeah, you like your washing up, don't you? I do. Well, that's weird that you know that, but yeah, I do. That's my <laughs> you're saying on you're saying on streaming, you find it quite therapeutic. I love washing up. Yeah. I genuinely do. The more washing up, the better. I'd love to work in a restaurant just washing up. Mm. Like that's that'd be my with 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 a podcast on headphones in. Yeah, just stand there. No one bothers you. Yeah, yeah. It's the one time when no one's bothering you. I can't even go to the toilet with no one bothering me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got little kids and a wife mm -hmm. so no one wants to be around the washer upper yeah because they think you're going to get them to do the drying up yeah so they just leave you alone i listen to podcasts i do my best thinking standing by the sink genuinely. Yeah. it's a bit of a life hack that one if uh, anyone wants to write absolutely. that down absolutely absolutely love it right so what else have we got quick shout out to papa glitch because oh yeah chris Chris Pierce, is it? Let's check. Chris, no, Chris Price purchase. purchase. That's it. I knew it was something to do with money. Price purchase. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Shout out to so, Pap um, Glitch. What legend? I, um, I met Chris. Uh, he's obviously stand up as well. Um, we gigged together in this um, converted toilets in um, Hammersmith uh gig called Giglick. It was these underground toilets that got turned into a comedy club, basically, or it turned into a club. Yeah. And I remember seeing him. I was on with a guy who it was an absolute twat. Like this mm. guy was a bell end. It's very rare in like I've only met a few bell ends doing stand-up, and this mm. guy was an absolute bell end. And Chris was really good. He'd been going longer than me. And I just remember him being, you know, lots of nice advice. Yeah. very calming and i kept a diary at the time and when i moved house i remember i looked through the book and i saw this thing and it was just like he was in total control he was emceeing it mm. i think it was he or did he open no he, he opened and i remember writing in this book just like i saw him in control of the room mm. and i was like that's where i want to be that's yeah. what i want to be because i would just go on and go i'm gonna do this whether i don't know how long i was doing 10 or 15 whatever at that point. yeah yeah. And uh, I remember it would be, I had to do that 10. It would have to be bap, 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 you know, and then done. Mm. And I saw him just relax. He was in the room. He was talking. Uh, mm. You know, he was very present when he was doing it. Yeah. And that I was, I remember seeing him and being like, that's how I want to be. Yeah. So, and that was quite early on. So, yeah. Yeah. Go check him out on Twitch as well as Ash, obviously. We've uh, got him on Absolute, uh, 2nd of May. So that's nice. not too far lovely, away. Lovely, lovely man. And you make sure that you tell him that I said hello. I will do. No problem. I haven't seen him. We haven't crossed paths for years. Yeah. But yeah, we'll occasionally communicate. Nice. So I just want to quickly talk about you being OCD and also being obsessed with Guns N' Roses, because you mentioned that in the Pranks and Firth podcast, that you were obsessed with Guns N' Roses for a couple of years. 
Yeah, I was. I was, I was, I was as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, used yeah, to I be in a band called Desert Rose, and we were basically oh, really? Guns and Roses personified, but we were just in a seaside town rather than in LA. Less and heroin. We had a bit, yeah, lot, a lot less heroin, and we had a bit of a uh, god complex of the singer that would literally dress like Axl Rose, and yeah. it would be all he wanted to do. He wanted to just cover the whole of Appetite for Destruction, Use Your Illusion, etc., etc. So yeah, just wanted to mention that because a bit of fan I, service. Um, <laughs> I love heavy music, like, uh, uh, like, but uh, I say that. It has. It, I've got these real tight parameters that I can't even explain. Mm. So I like heavy music, but I don't really like heavy, heavy metal. Yeah. So I really enjoyed those Guns N' Roses songs where it was really fast-paced, high-tempo yeah. music. And I hate the slow stuff. I hate November Rain. I hate mm. Sweet Child of Mine. But I know they're yeah. the ones that people love, but I'm like, oh, no. Guess yeah. I've always thought there's this weird thing with with that, you know, there's a weird mix of I know these guys were proper rock and roll superstars, mm. you know, and I know they were, you know, women and drugs and booze. But then it seems really weird that those same guys would be wearing Lycra and and singing Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It really doesn't. It's really weird. Like what, what bit isn't true? I don't get it. Yeah. No, I get you. Oh, my mum's just messaged me. Sorry. Bear with me two seconds. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I like getting stuff like that on the, uh, the recording because it makes me sound like I'm actually a human being. Um, my mum did. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Um, so, Digitizer. Yes. I was obsessed with Digitizer to the point where I just randomly emailed Mr. Biffo himself, Paul Rose, and he replied to me saying, yeah, I'm up for coming on. You know, I'm not a huge YouTuber, but I'll have you. And um, he came on and we had a right good chat and shout out to him because, yeah, he's doing some things on YouTube and he's done quite a lot of live shows. And I think that kind of ties in nicely with the whole level two or series two thing that he's trying to do. Um, So we we can talk about that in a minute. But how did you meet Paul? That's a great question. I presume it was through Cheap Show. Yeah. But I don't remember. I do remember sort of falling in love with him. Like, yeah. you know, that instant love. Uh, yeah. I felt that straight away. I felt very like a kindred spirit to a certain extent. Mm. And like I say, he's got this heart and this comedy. I yeah. remember watching his stuff and just going, this is exactly it. Yeah. It's so, sometimes so niche, sometimes so mm. on the fringe. And it's pure because it literally comes out of him like that. Yeah. And I love that. I love it. I love living and dying by your belief and um, not adjusting it for other people, not adjusting it to go, oh, that's a bit much. People might not get it. Do it. Trust it. Live with it. And that's what he does. And he gets his audience because there's enough people that find that that sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a very special brain. I love absurdist Mm. stuff um i love yeah i love things that like art that is mm. ran not random because that's such a cliche word now but yeah like, stuff that is just this is how i'm thinking it this is what I, yeah that's what, how it's going out i love that and that's if, what he does if i could see anyone's whiteboard in the world i would love to see paul's 
because it would just be like a little bit of a Tony Harrison drawing and then it would be the word beans with like four Zs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just, Tony Harris yeah, made until, me laugh. Yeah, like, that was a very I good video. Digitized, but I was gone. Yeah, I was gone. And it also scares me a little bit, like genuinely yeah. scares me a little yeah. bit. And uh, he was yeah. so ill that day, it turned was out he? as well. That was the funny oh. thing. Yeah, he was like, he nearly passed out doing that scene. <laughs> Afterwards, he was like, oh, I really don't feel well. But we were there all day because that yeah. was the night we recorded our urine vision as well. The uh, Ah, vision. right. Okay. That was all on the same day. Bloody hell. But yeah, yeah. Again, I've not seen him for, you know, probably nine months now. And mm. that's tragic because these people, I speak to Gannon and Eli regularly, but to not sort of see them. I love seeing yeah. them. It enriches yeah. your life. It's like it tops up your fuel bank levels. You know yeah. what I mean? To go and yeah. spend time with these people. It just gives Definitely. you something that, yeah definitely yeah yeah i love it i love it yeah yeah i think um paul the way he stays in character and he doesn't laugh i i don't know how he does that i don't know many people that can do that to that level no where obviously you had a you know a full-on like laughter fit and i think it got to a certain point where i think if i was paul i'd be like this is crazy but he just stayed in that zone of like yeah i think he's in the character genuinely i think he goes into the character yeah that's uh, again testament to the character because i think he he's like a method actor yeah he kind of is that person and he's venus he Mm. is venus for that time otherwise you can't you can't flow like they do you know like if someone i've gigged with many a character comic and like Lee Nelson, I don't know if you remember Lee yeah, Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his real name is Simon Brodkin. So he wouldn't come into the gig um, until it was his time to go on because he couldn't, he had to be in character. And when it, he was so fast, like mm. not necessarily my favorite kind of humor, but mm. he was one of the fastest, cleverest comedians I've ever, ever seen. Lee Nelson. Yeah. Just amazing. And, uh, but he had to come in as Lee Nelson. He couldn't come in as Simon Brodkin. Yeah, because yeah, I get that. Character, and he didn't want to be an arsehole. Mm. So I think that might be the same with Paul Rose. I think he mm. might just literally have to be. Um, mm. He is. He lives Venus. Yeah, might have to drop an email at some point. Actually, yeah, he follows me on Twitter now. So shout out to Paul. Oh, um, there we go. So um, I've got I've got a bit of a shout out if you don't mind. If you uh, want to you grab a drink or something, stand by. Got Archie Soul always hooking me up with beard oil body wash stuff from the states that you can't usually get in the uk without paying a massive custom fee duke cannon face wash and of course the tried and tested beard comb from darwin's grooming if you are interested in any of this stuff then go to www.archiesoul.com and put the code in bedlam2022 for 20% off and off the back of that also give a shout out to the local barbers who are interested in doing some stuff with me dom from blushing barbers i want to get that right because it's the first time i've ever given them a shout out you have to have to absolutely um yeah that's pretty much all i've got written down i've got some quick fire questions if you want to uh oh, give yeah. them a go let's do it right where the fuck are they right okay so 
I know the first one off the top of my head. Baby Bell or cheese string? I'm vegan, so a vegan oh, yeah. baby bell, please. Vegan. Do they exist? <laughs> yeah, they just come out. Oh, are they my green? Wife thought it tasted like... Yeah, they are. My mm. wife thought it tasted like sick, whereas I thought it was delicious. Fair enough. More for you. Is a Kinder Egg a deliciously, deliciously chocolate treat, or is it just a shit bit of chocolate with a toy inside of it, and you're only interested in the toy? Um... My daughter loves a Kinder Egg. We have Wednesdays, our egg shop day, where she goes to the local shop and gets a Kinder Egg. So I have a very special place in my heart because she loves them so much. So Kinder Egg is a fantastic treat for all the family. There we go. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> would you prefer to camp in a tent or in a static caravan? Oh, wow. I mean, these are quick fire, and that stumped me. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I, oh, that's tough. What can, can I ask about the tent? Am I allowed to ask questions? Yeah. Be quick. No, it's fine. Yeah. So is it like, a, can I stand up in the tent? Yeah. yeah it's an okay tent. It's, it's a sort of, it's not pound land, but it's not mountain warehouse. It's kind of, oh. you probably saw it in the Argos catalogue. Oh, I'll, no, go, I'll go caravan. I want mid range. A guy I know has got a uh, an inflatable tent. Like all the struts are inflatable. Right. And it looks incredible. Like yeah. you can stand up in every aspect, every part of the tent. You can walk through it and round. Now, right. Incredible. You pump it up, goes rock solid. But Fantastic. yeah, I'd go caravan probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Would you prefer to live in the city or the countryside? Countryside, definitely. Nice. Chocolate or sweets? Sweets. I don't eat chocolate. Bath or shower? <laughs> I love a bath. Love I bloody a bath. love a bath. Yeah, we got when we bought this house. I don't like the bathroom here, but they've got a massive bath. That is the that is one of the big selling points of this house. Was the bath is like I can just I can a big man like me can fully submerge. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a big bath and a panic room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my panic room. Like when the baby starts, I, I know oh, he's going to go. This door is closed and I can't hear a thing through it. Absolutely incredible. Nice. So we've got one more. It's not really a quick fire question. It's just a question I ask everyone. Always, when I say that, just breaking the fourth wall, when I always say this is a question I always ask, it usually isn't, but, you know, I'm trying <laughs> my best here, people. Um, we've also got a minor inconvenience and I haven't thought of any, so I might go off your one. First things first, though, there's a maximum security prison, Ash, right? You will get £10,000 every night that you stay in that maximum security prison, but we cannot guarantee your safety. How many nights would you be willing to stay in that prison? Uh, six months. What's that? Can no one contact me? Can I be on my own? Can I have podcasts? You can podcast if you're on good behavior. Can I listen to podcasts? I don't want a podcast. Can I listen to podcasts? Oh, God. Can you listen to podcasts? If you've downloaded them offline. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm currently listening to Auntie Donna and there's 300 of them. Yeah. Uh, 300. Okay. How many? Uh, yeah, I reckon I could. Oh, actually, it'd be incredible. Yeah, I'd, I'm up for that. Yeah, let's. Can we arrange that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can sort that out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I reckon three, three to six months, absolutely fine. No problem. Three to six months. So that's about three hundred to six hundred grand. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. That'd be great. Nice. Please, I'll do that. Let's arrange that. Let's sort that out yeah, as yeah, a yeah. TV show. I'll be well up for it. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind being shivved either. If they want to stab me in the guts, yeah. I'll take that. It'll be fine. 300k can get you quite a lot of surgery. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fix me up. They'll fix me up. Just, just on that, I've got a really mental story that I need to tell you, and I, I can't think of anyone better to tell, actually. One of my friends when I was a kid, he said to one of his friends, and I overheard this, and I just wanted to be the observer in this situation. Would you eat dog shit for £10,000? This isn't me asking you, by the way. This is just an observation. Would, yeah, go on. He said to his mate, I would do it, and then I would buy £10,000 worth of toothpaste. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Why would you do it if yeah, that is your plan? He doesn't deserve it. So yeah, because there we go. That's yeah, my childhood, no, that's basically. Stupid. But yeah, I would do it. I would do it. A little bit of inconvenience. Yeah. There was yeah. always that thing as a kid where it'd be like, oh, would you be, would you have sex with a man for two million quid? I'd be like, <laughs> no. And they would be like, yeah, of course I would. Like, what? It'd be, it's fine. It'd be fine. People do it for fun. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Get on it. Absolutely. It might, you know, it might trigger something. I'd, something like, some light might go off. And I'd go, ah, that's nice. the thing. Turns out that's my thing. I think that might be a bit of material if you want to write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any <laughs> have you got any minor inconveniences that you want to uh, vent and get off your chest? Hmm. Could be driving, work life, you know, hmm. girlfriend, um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, minor inconveniences. I can't complain. Genuinely. I am very lucky that I um I do everything I want to do and um yeah there's not I wouldn't really change much at all to be honest I yeah I can't I can't think of much if if something I don't like something I don't do it and mm. um that goes for everything you know I, I see my friends when I want to see my friends I don't see them when I don't want to mm. um comedy's good mm. my football team don't win all the time but yeah I wouldn't want them to yeah, that would be weird if they won every single match, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be rubbish. It'd be absolutely rubbish. Just thought of one off the top of my head. The pack yep. that scissors come in. How'd you get them open? You have to get scissors to open the pack of scissors. So you end up gnashing them with your teeth. I've got or one. You've brutally just given me a really good stuff. one. Yeah, go on. That's a great one. You have to have a sharp knife, is the answer. Yeah. Um yeah. the film on a microwave meal that you can't get off the edge of the top. Like you pull it mm. off and it just goes into strips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do they make it so stuck? Because that isn't recyclable. The pot can be recycled, but that poxy film can't. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my nice. one. That is my one. But I don't really eat microwave meals anymore. So mm. yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Fortune. Plans for the future. What does the next sort of six to 12 months look like for Ash Frith? Well, very, very lucky that um, myself and Justin. So I should point out, really, that it's called Pranks and Firth because people always get our names wrong. My name's Frith. His name is Panks. So people call us Pranks and Firth. Yep. So we're very lucky that we've built up enough of a following on the podcast that we are able to. We're going to go and do some shows, a couple of 45 minute shows. So each of us can do 45 minutes. We're going to Ipswich, we're going to Cambridge, we're going to South End, and there's more to come. Um, some people have been in contact. 
Um, so yeah, I've got to write a show. Panks is, thinks he's already written his, and we're going to perform it. So this will be my third show. Um, and I want to try and make something that I'm proud of. I'm gonna we're gonna film it, and um, hopefully we will. Um, yeah, we'll see. Like the big one is in September in Southend. That's the one we're filming. But yeah, we're going to be doing sort of. I don't want to call them warm up shows because they'll probably be basically finished shows. But uh, uh, there's that. So I'm really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, hopefully it's the Twitch thing. Uh, it's yeah. be called I'd Watch That which is like the made up film thing and some stuff with Ashens, which yeah, hopefully is going to happen in the not too distant future. So stay tuned. Yes, good. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Love that. So I'm aware that you're a vegan. Mm. I think we got, let's have a look on audacity quickly. I think you got 36 minutes in without mentioning it. So I did, didn't shout I? out. Did well, didn't I? You did very I well. New world Proud. New world record. Tesco or any other supermarket. If you're on the road, you're about to go to a gig and you think, fuck, I've not eaten dinner. What is your go-to meal deal? Uh, they do a roasted vegetable um, wrap. I like that for for, uh, for fun. I think if you're not getting McCoy's in that meal deal, you're a buffoon. Um, they're your crisp. They're the most expensive crisp you can buy. They're thick. They're salt and vinegar. It's yep. a winner. And I am obsessed with Pepsi Max. So it'll be a raspberry if they've got it. Lime is the new one they're doing. Cherry or standard Pepsi Max. I really do need to cut it out of my diet, but I, I'm obsessed with Pepsi Max. So. Yeah, I can relate to that. Nice. Is there anything you want to ask me or how, how do you want to end this, basically? <laughs> <laughs> um, anything I want to ask you? It's difficult, isn't it? That's a difficult mm. question, considering I didn't know you were going to ask it. Um, who's your dream guest? Who's your like number one, other than Ashens and Rose, Paul Rose? Who is your, who's the big one? You had the guy from Wheatus on, didn't you? Yeah, Brendan. I still speak to him now. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, he really is. So who's, yeah. who's your number one? Who's my number one guest? Oh, man. I want to say Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But I think he'd be so high energy that he'd just pummel me into the ground. There's a YouTube show called Hot Ones, which is very, very successful. And it's basically a guest and a host eat chicken wings in succession. Oh, and they slowly get hotter. And he interviews the guest whilst doing the challenge that he's doing. Um, and Dave Grohl kind of takes over the episode um because he's just a fucking animal and he can just withstand any heat um who else would i like i need to think about this i'd quite like the guys from royal blood on oh yeah that'd be good because yeah, there's only yeah. two of them um russell brand i love him. oh yeah Joe Rogan, but I don't know if he's got much to say because he speaks for four hours three times a week. <laughs> so I know everything there is to know about him already. Um, Henry Rollins would be cool. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah, a story. Um, fucking hell, I've got so many things running through my head. Um, I'd quite like to have a game developer on as well. So... I'm quite into my video games when I actually yeah, have yeah. five minutes. 
Um, yeah, that's all I can think of, really. Um, PewDiePie. Yeah, good, good yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And Jacksepticeye as well. Love Jacksepticeye. He's one of PewDiePie's mates. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of his work. I've Fantastic. Got oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. So, yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Genuinely. Absolute thank pleasure you. podcast. Tell Justin I said hello. I will. And, um, get him on. That'd yeah. Be, uh... Is he a tricky one to get on? <laughs> It'd be fine to get on, but you just got to ring him. you got to yeah. ring him out. But yeah, get him on. Yeah. Wind him up and watch him go, I reckon. I'll just leave the yeah, room. Yeah, that'd be fine. He's great value. Avoid. I love him. And you'd nice. love it. He'd be good. He'd be a good boy. Awesome. Um, plans for Digitizer Level 2 or whatever it's called. Have you heard anything from that? Uh, bits and pieces, but I don't know. It all depends. Like, you know, they do what they do. And same as Cheap Show. Yeah. They then sort of throw dates at me. And if I can do them, I love to do them. If I can't do them, you know, other stuff, unfortunately, mm. has to take priority sometimes because we have bills to pay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not that they don't pay. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes... Mm. You know, I, I'm booked to do a, a stand-up gig. Like with um, the the first digitizer, it was so frustrating because I was gigging mm. that day uh, and I was not far away from digitizer, but it just didn't work out. You know, I, yeah. have, to, I have to take the gig over doing that sort of stuff. But hopefully nice. so. Hopefully the cheap show stuff I'm going to be able to do. Um, and, yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd love yeah. to. Awesome. Um just quickly for all the listeners out there, um, from my perspective, I've emailed, I've been very, very ambitious. And I've emailed Rob Chapman of Chapman Guitars, um, who is nearly a million subscribers on YouTube. And he is a very, very busy individual, currently lives in Malta. I emailed him on a whim because I was watching one of his documentaries um, of him traveling the US trying to get Chapman Guitars off the ground. And he's emailed me back. So hopefully we should be able to get him on, which That's is just great. another example of me just flinging out an email and getting an email back. People are much nicer than people think. Yes, they are. Yeah. I thought Ashens would be quite, I don't know, not aggressive, not bad. Just I thought he'd be kind of like, right, I've got an hour and then you know 5959 comes across and i've got to go you know that sort of thing which i've had in the past but i understand you know but yeah cool right all good thank you very much nice one take care hello hope you enjoyed that episode just got an ad read from a new sponsor called set surf so set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So if anyone knows me in real life they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world really to be fair is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish, cheap alternatives from many, many supermarkets. (laughs) I won't call any out. Um, 
But yeah, this is how set surf is different from all that cheap, nasty stuff that will just about get the job done. So it's 100% mineral. We don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach SPF 50. They just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids. It's reef safe because we use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturise your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later. Hello guys, got a new ad read for you from a company called Optimus U. Um, so they are a fitness and sportswear company. Um, they are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route, which I am well behind planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase. So I've got this to read out. I've got Optimus U. We are much more than just a sportswear brand. We are a community full of fighters for 100% of the people, absolutely zero discrimination, and only using the very, very best quality in organic, sustainable materials made ethically here in Europe. Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimus version of yourself. Recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand. Um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive, like I say, and I cannot recommend them enough. So give them a go at optimusu.co.uk. If you use my code, which is bedlam10, bedlam10, you'll get 10% off your order. And I, I just, I think they're fantastic. Um, they haven't put a foot wrong. Truly, absolutely awesome company um i've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and i will be ordering some more stuff from them very very soon so shout out to optimus U. uh right back to the episode cheers guys bye made sure wax melts what can i say about this company that hasn't already been said okay so when you first walk into a house one of the first things that you'll notice subconsciously is the smell of the house. So I've walked into houses in the past that have smelled of dog, they smell of 
damp, the smell of horrible things that I would rather forget about. And it actually makes me not want to go to people's houses because I know that that's what I'm going to experience when I walk through the door. Made Short is on a mission to change that and make everyone's house smell as fresh and as natural and as lovely as physically possible. So some of the scents that they make are Jamaican Me Crazy, Pink Flamingo, Gingerbread. There's all sorts going on. Every scent for every person on the planet. Jack Frost. We've still got a lot of that from Christmas. Um, lots of deals coming up on the website. Uh, when it's Hannah's birthday, for example, she does a percentage off. But I am hooking you up directly with code BEDLAM20, which will give you 20% off of your total order at Madeshaw's website, which is madeshaw.bigcartel.com. Dot com. That's made sure, as in M A D E S H O R E dot big cartel dot com. All one word, big cartel. Uh, we can take custom requests as well. So recently I did some hampers for one of my friends at work for Valentine's Day. I did that with Hannah. We went on a bit of a scavenger hunt around Weymouth. And um, it was a good good laugh, really. Good good punt, really. Um, so, yeah, DM made sure on Instagram or leave a uh, contact form and uh, we'll get to you and we will try to fulfill your quest to fulfill your request as best as possible. So, yeah, www.madesure.bigcartel.com for the freshest sense in Dorset. And you know what? I'm going to throw this in there as well. You know it makes sense. Back to the episode. 